Well, welcome to another special episode of Real Truth Real Quick, where once again, we've got our friend Greg Kokel here. And uh, what we're doing, Greg, is we're talking about stuff that you're expert on. You've actually written books. Uh, the book we're going to talk about, the main idea from the book anyway, is the book called Tactics, right. which as we will make available in the show notes, they can get at str.org, which right. is a website with your ministry stand to reason. So here's a question, and it's one that people ask a lot. We want to be uh, folks who speak seasoned with salt, as it were, in Colossians yeah. 4. Right. But people would sometimes say, hey, Todd, hey, Greg, how can I winsomely enter into a conversation with somebody who is clearly antagonistic to the faith or my beliefs? Yeah, well, there's two things that come to mind right away, Todd. And the first thing is I think we need to reset our goal. Um, this is controversial for some people, but I'll just tell you, I never have it as a goal when I enter into a conversation to try to lead that person to Christ. Yep, and I like why you say why. Well, is that person, is it your job to lead them to Christ? No, well, it's the Lord's job, but yeah. strategically, in a, it, it, as I approach this, I realized that a lot of people, especially nowadays, needs what, need what Francis Schaeffer used to call pre-evangelism. You jump right in with the gospel, they don't even know what you're talking about, you know. You gotta lay a foundation, lay a groundwork, whatever. So my goal is to is to put a stone in their shoe, you know. I'm gonna to try to give them something that gets them thinking. So just maybe a small thing, because I figure I'm part of a larger team called the body of Christ. God's sovereign over that, and God is going to use all of us at different stages in a person's life to do a little bit to move them forward. I don't have to take all the responsibility. Yeah, that sounds very first Corinthians of yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, like I, I planted Apollos water. God causes the increase. So good. So we're going to think about gardening here instead of harvesting. Okay. At least that's my approach. So what can I do to garden? So uh, this is the second point. How do I maneuver in conversations that, uh, so, so it looks more like diplomacy than D-Day, okay? And the key here is to, what I would say, take a tip from Lieutenant Colombo, who was the uh, detective who always used to solve the crimes by asking questions. If we can enter into a conversation using questions, a couple of things are going to happen. I meet you. I start asking your questions. I'm the polite guy. I'm drawing you out. This is good manners. Interested is interesting. Not only that, but when I ask the questions, it's your turn to talk. I'm relaxed. I'm listening. And what am I doing in the process? I am gathering information about you. I don't know where you're at. I don't know where you're coming from. I don't know what you believe. How do I know what to say to season my words with salt so I know how to respond to each individual person? I don't know unless I get a little feedback from you. So instead of jumping in and going for the gold, I'm going to settle back. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. I'm going to start drawing you out and then try to get a sense of the lay of the land. And that will dictate where I go from there. Now, let me suggest two kinds of questions that anybody can ask that will get them, I think, the information information that they need to go forward without taking on any risk themselves. Here's the first question. Some form of the question, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Somebody says, well, there is no God. What do you mean by God? Mm -hmm. What kind of God are you rejecting? I'm all ears. I'm listening. I'm curious. Everything's relative. What do you mean by relative? Mm -hmm. Now, I, I have an idea what that means. I don't know what they mean by it. Um, when I meet people on the airplane, I just start drawing them out and, and ask them about themselves, get some feedback. I met a, a, a woman in Wisconsin, turned out to be a witch. How did I know she was a witch? Well, 
I asked her about an emblem she is wearing, which is a five-pointed star, and I asked, does that jewelry have religious significance? It's kind of a version of, what do you mean by that? And then she started telling me all about it. We had a wonderful conversation, as it turned and out. by the way, that story is worth the purchase of the book alone. Okay, it's, it's right great, there it's in the beginning. It's a great story, yeah. Because it shows how to have a winsome and attractive yep. kind of engagement with somebody where there isn't lines drawn in the sand and people don't have their dukes up and we're not defending turf. We're using the questions to gather information. What yep. do you mean by that? And here's the second question I suggest. Once you get details of a person's point of view, you want to ask them some form of the question, how do they come to that conclusion? What are your reasons for that? So I'm talking to this guy in the airplane a couple days ago. He was a Jain. Jain is a religious order from, from India. I know a little bit about Jainism. He explained more. I drew him out. And then I asked him this question. Why do you think Jainism is true? What are your reasons for going with Jainism rather than some other religion? We had a real interesting conversation. First, I get his point of view. And the second thing I want to get is his reasons for his point of view. Now, what's amazing about these questions, I mean, you think about it, Todd, for a minute. If I'm the Christian guy, do I have anything on the table yet? Yeah. No, I'm not They're at risk. Just I'm just asking questions. I'm relaxed. I'm listening. I'm, I'm, I'm learning stuff that will be helpful for me. So I don't have anything at risk. But some people are thinking, well, wait a minute, you're not preaching the gospel. Well, not yet, but you will be surprised how much progress you can make for Christ in some way. Remember, we're putting a stone in people's yep. shoe. Just by asking people, what do they mean by that? And how did they come to that conclusion? It forces them to look more carefully about what they actually do believe. You don't have to swing for the fences. You don't even have to get on base. You just get into the batter's box. Yep. And these two questions will help you to do that. And what you're doing that's so effective here is you're no, in no way ashamed of the gospel. What you're trying to say is my goal is not just to say something. You know, God's good, you're not. Jesus died, you better believe in him. Yeah. What you're trying to do is when you do say that, you want to say it to a heart that, that is prepared. And so, Greg, one of the things I think people could do that would uh, be confusing and a misrepresentation of this tactic yeah. is say that you're so committed to building a relationship that you don't get to the basis of how we can have a relationship with God. That can be further from your motive. Or Absolutely. Your, and yeah. keep in mind the question, how do we get into conversation. Where they go is a matter of the Holy Spirit working with the decisions you're making with that person under those circumstances. But how do you get going? You start with some questions. It gets the ball rolling. Yep. You lower the expectations. You try to have an impact on them as best as you can, and you see what God does. It's almost like you come up with a winsome way to deal with what could be an antagonistic conversation. There you go. <laughs> There's your answer. There's some real truth real quick. Get the book Tactics. Avail yourself to standareason.org, str.org, and all the great resources that are there. I love to learn from Greg. I love to learn from guys like him, sharpening each other. We hope these episodes sharpen you. We'll see you next time. <laughs>